0: Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, where we embark on a transformative journey from emotional breakdowns to mastery. I'm Jane Marquis, a naturopathic doctor and soul seeker. In today's episode, we'll explore how to embody our soul selves and break free from subconscious limitations to become true creators of our lives. Have you ever felt confined by beliefs and patterns that kept you from fully expressing your authentic self? I've been there too, and I'm thrilled to share this empowering journey. Joining us today is amazing Tracy King, a seasoned spiritual mentor and guide. Together, we'll learn practical tips to release what no longer serves us and find discernment in our thoughts and beliefs. By doing so, we'll transform ourselves and discover our personal spiritual path toward creating the life we're meant to live. Let's dive in and embrace the magic of becoming alchemists in our own lives. Get ready to release, transform, and step into your true self. Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, empowering women to overcome midlife crisis by rewiring the subconscious mind. Feeling overwhelmed, disillusioned, stuck, We all have. Here we explore inspiration and empowerment to navigate through the tough times and move to a place where hearts soar, minds manifest, and bodies heal. Welcome, Tracy. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you today, Jane. Excited to have you. So I want to jump right into the topic of how to embody your soul self, because I I find that we have these midlife crisis when we've lost touch with that soul part of us that has come here to learn and question everything. So maybe you have a story Mm. yourself, how you found that, and then
1: why you're teaching others and why it's so important. Mm, I do. And I'm I'm so aligned with this conversation that, that you're hosting right now. Back when I was 35 was when what I affectionately call my dumpster fire moment was taking place, (laughs) which was basically this massive personal and spiritual awakening that was happening. And in order for me to find the courage to take the action that would be required to radically transform my life, I mean, everything had to kind of fall apart. I thought that I was on a path to being my best self, and aligning with, aligning with highest values by following the path of the religion that was handed to me as a child. I was indoctrinated into evangelical Christianity. In the, in the denomination that I was a part of, women weren't allowed to be in spiritual leadership, so I did a lot of my own study and research um, at my kitchen table because I was motivated to understand the historical, cultural context of the scripture and and the root meanings of words and things like that. And the more I dug in, the more I found out that what we were being taught was absolute crap, that that I was indoctrinated into a system that gave powerful people more power while disempowering people and perpetuating the worst of patriarchy, the worst of misogyny, racism, classism. What I thought I was aligned with was not was not aligned with who I am and where I wanted to to go with my life who I wanted to be in this world with that authentic part of me and and so I got to this space where I realized that I was involved in many layers of abusive relationships in my community in my marriage within our family and I was in a place where I either had to make this massive change in my life to shift toward what was aligned, what felt authentic to me, which meant closing the door on this religion, leaving a marriage. All of these things were terrifying to me. Like, how was I going to do this? How would I survive that? What resources did I have? Having, being a stay-at-home mom with, you know, no career, no finances, nothing. I had zero. It, it came down to this. It was like, either I make this move to, in alignment with who I know I, I, I am, and to be the example that I want to be to my children, or I'm just honestly not going to make it. I I don't think I can survive living in that paradigm any longer. And so I chose to be the mom I wanted to be to my kids. I chose the courage to step out and reject the system of belief that had torn me down my entire life that had told me who I was supposed to be and how I was supposed to behave and that I was supposed to accept being abused in my marriage. And I said, no, I said no to that because I realized that there was this whole other conversation that was happening. And if I could just find the courage to step out into that, I knew that I would find the next step and the next step and the next step. And I absolutely did. Um, In this this place after making this initial decision, um, which not easy, and I know everyone who is making tough decisions in their relationships to be their authentic self know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, who are deconstructing religious structures, structures of institutions that perpetuate abusive and just terribly destructive ways of being. Um, it's it's hard to say no to that when that's all that you've known, but when you do and when you connect with that authentic part of yourself and you anchor into that that knowing that you have that there is something on the other side of this there is something better you are meant for more you got that feeling inside of you and you know you know that it's true that it's capital T true if you can just step into that the next step will 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 become available what happened for me was i connected to my spirit guide team and I started to spend a lot more time just letting be what wanted to come in my life, releasing all of the ways that I had conformed to norms and what everyone wanted me to be, and allowing myself to ask questions like, what do I want for myself? How do I want to be? What kind of parent do I want to be? What kind of partner would match this level of being for me? and just allowed those things to appear in my life. Advancing through the the ups and downs and, and trials and triumphs of my own personal healing journey, which we can go more into that. I know that's where a lot of your listeners are in these stages of healing and becoming, which is iterative. And there's lots of step forward. And then there's some contrast that yanks us off track. And we we realize, oh, there's another trigger. <laughs> we have to deep dive in and heal. Well, advancing through those processes, as I continued to really connect with my team, what I realized was we are one. And this this soul self, this higher self that I thought I was connecting with that's so far away and so far apart from who I am is actually who I am. And that my job wasn't to become some other Tracy. It was to become more fully myself. And so the deeper I went into my healing, the more I realized that authenticity is embodying more of that greater, eternal, wise, interdimensional, multidimensional self that I've called upon as a guide, that I've looked, you know, that I've characterized as something separate from me when all along it was me. It was always me. And the more that we can then focus our healing on dilating wider, to allow more of that perspective to be a part of, to be integrated into our everyday life, the more we shift from what do I need to do, to how am I showing up, and what do, who do I want to be in this moment? It radically changes our relationships. It radically j- changes our decisions. It radically changes how we look at the news, and. And how we process the chaos that's happening around us right now, because we're able to embody that perspective that's been us all along, that's never been apart from us. But once we realize that we're one with it, so much more becomes possible. Yeah,
0: how beautiful. I mean, it's it's just realizing who you really are. Yes. But it's terrifying yeah. when you wake up and realize you're not living the path that you should be living. What were your first steps? Yeah. (laughs) Like you just decided I'm going to make the first step, which would be to leave religion and an abusive husband, and then to ask to be shown the next steps.
1: Yeah. Essentially. Yes. So, you know, for a long time, I had that gnawing feeling that I was meant to be more, but I was looking at what was available to me in this very restrictive religious culture and structure and community. And there wasn't more for me to become. This was like, I don't know how to match this pattern match this feeling to what's available to me. It's just, there's no connection here. That doesn't exist. And there was a point in time where I allowed myself to read farther and wider outside of, let's just say the approved reading list. And I I just realized that this other conversation was happening, that these things, these ideas that I was coming into contact with felt true to me, but they were in contrast to everything I had been told to believe. And so the first step was for me to say, hmm, I wonder if this new information can inform my thinking about what is true. Because when you're stuck when you're indoctrinated into any structure whether it's religion or it's a uh, political structure or it's um you know patriarchy itself and how women are taught they have to be in relationship to men mm-hmm. we're we're stuck in these structures that do not permit you to entertain thoughts outside of what's been taught to grow in in your your understanding of what's true And to allow your emotions to inform you and your decision making. Mm -hmm. And so just by the very small but absolutely revolutionary act of saying, "Hmm, I'm going to let more information inform my thinking, I was able to entertain a whole new world that had not been accessible to me before. And, And to... Let new people into my life having conversations. I was, I went to therapy, which was not permitted before. And I was like, oh, really? So this relationship that I'm in is abusive, huh? I could not see that before until she showed it to me, until she mirrored it to me. That seems like so small a thing, Jane. But when you're stuck in these systems that don't permit critical thinking, you get stuck until you allow new information. Um, to challenge that thinking, to take the opportunity to say, well, what what actually is true for me here? What what actually is fact here? And and what feels and resonates to my core to be meant for me. Um, that was absolutely the first step. And then from there, as I continue to pursue what felt in alignment with me, what resonated with me, new ideas, new videos, Different books, different people just stepped forward to show me what more there was for me to to look at, to learn about, to decide whether it was for me or not for me. And there were yeses and there were nos. That critical thinking piece is absolutely essential um, for everyone's awakening in order to to stand as stand up in your life as as the one who, as the creator of of your life in order to create. We have to to take charge of the narrative of our life, who we want to be and become. And it takes broadening your horizon to lots of conversations to see what does feel aligned with my path, with what's unfolding inside of me.
0: Yeah. And just to be aware that much of this is programs to put us in a box so that we yeah. are controlled in many ways. And as soon as you see that, you're like, no, I'm jumping out of this box. Can't unsee it, can you? No, you can't unsee it. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage and to, I think, to make the first step. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, just to have a bit of anger and annoyance that you've been so trapped and put in a box.
1: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All the feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: So, yeah. so then, you just took the next step, and you were open to all information that would come, and you would choose for yourself what felt right and what felt wrong. And so the progression happened,
1: grounded in reality, you know, yeah, yeah. grounded in you know what we know to be true and factual, but but also expanding my thinking to broader conversations. And, you know, as I realized that I had access to everything that I need within myself, Mm. I spent a lot of time going inward. Uh, I spent a lot of time exploring that inner space and and what was available in that broader consciousness that we are. And for me, what emerged was a framework that um, I didn't quite understand when I first accessed it. But has become just this beautiful map to help me orient on a larger scale where I, where I am and where I have been, but also to return to every time I'm getting ready to level up. And that framework is align, allow, be. And so starting from the, the point of view of what feels in alignment to me right now, what do I want to align with? Um, just so that I can you know point myself into the direction that I want to go and that direction can change that we're we're iterative here right as new information is informing our point of view, but it's important for us to be intentional intentional about where we're pointing and where we're pointing means how we're spending our energy how we're spending our time who we're investing in in terms of relationships how we're showing up in relationships as our authentic self all of the different ways we calibrate our life to be more in align, alignment with who we're becoming but then there's also this component that when we're aligned we don't always have to be doing like as we're healing as we're growing, we we come to this point where we realize and teachers come into our lives and, and tell us, and sometimes we believe them at first and sometimes we don't, that actually the greatest advancements happen in our life and in our evolution when we're focused on being instead of doing and realize that, that doing flows from who we're being. And so that next step that you take, that next step, project, that next coach that, that you work with, that next thing, um, that that trigger that you heal, whatever it might be, that there is a an allowing component, a, a sitting back and being with component. There is um, an opportunity to magnetize people, you know, insert law of attraction here, but it's greater than law of attraction. It's a focusing on the quality of your presence, because the quality of your presence will suggest a next step. The quality of your presence will bring things into your 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 target, your point of view that will inform your decision making instead of always having to be productive and doing, which is, you know, very much part of our capitalist culture, that we have to be productive human beings. Sometimes we need to be at rest. We need to let things settle and be still so that we can gain clarity and we can allow what needs to come into our perspective to emerge. And then that third part, that B part, is is about embodying that soul self perspective. So once we're aligned and we're allowing, we're healing, we're really, you know, um, more intentional about our growth and how we now want to contribute. We realize who we are; that we're so much greater than this one person, this one incarnation. We're so much broader that we can start to allow that broader perspective to be part of the quality of our presence, part of our being. And then it just kind of opens up an entire new awareness to what we're capable of. What that that I'm meant for more actually me- means to us, to who we want to connect with, so that you know we can have even greater impact in our lives. And maybe it's part of a career, and maybe it's just not. Maybe it's part of our community. Maybe it's in relationship. Maybe it, you know it, it's going to manifest in so many different ways for so many different people. But what I love about this work is that it's dual in that. There is a focus on our personal healing in this journey and our personal presence. And by focusing on our healing and our personal presence, we just by virtue of doing that, give other people permission to do that for themselves. They see how we're changing. They experience the different quality of our presence, and they're encouraged to do that for themselves. And the more people that are awakening to this process and are intentional in their healing and in the quality of their presence, the more we together shift what's possible. And so there becomes this collective layer of two being then. And so if we think about our healing journey and all of the triggers and stuff that that show up for us as chaos in our lives, (laughs) that we can then say, okay, I understand that I need to get to the root cause of this and heal this, right? And, And we do that work for ourselves. Well, We're seeing that on a massive global scale in the collective right now. There is a lot that's being churned up, and we can just talk about what's happening in the United States as an example. There is a lot being churned up in terms of abusive institutions, uh, how how destructive patriarchy and misogyny are in our culture, how just the underlying racism that's a part of a lot of these institutions is now out in the open and people aren't even being careful about it anymore. Well, now that this chaos, we can label it chaos, this pain is present, we can see it to heal it. That's what happens in our personal lives. And now that more of us are doing that work, there's more of us to see and heal what's happening on the collective level as well. And so I hope that just in in knowing how this process works for you personally, you can see how magnificent we can be together if we're aligning, allowing and being. Um, that this is both, it's dual. It's both a personal but a collective process that's unfolding right now. And man, do we need it? There's been a lot of a lot of darkness that's
0: been hidden for a very long time. and it does it it exists in all of us, but unless we're willing to shine the light on it and bring it to the surface, then you can't heal it.
1: Absolutely. We got to see it to heal it. Mm -hmm. Because when it's quiet, when it's like you said, under the surface, we can ignore it. We can pretend like it's not there when it's in the shadow. But when that stuff is churned up, we we not only see it, but we're more inclined to deal with it, right? When things are causing chaos in our lives, we're like, okay, so now it's time to confront this. (laughs) But this is happening on a massive scale. And it, it takes all of us in our healing work to to be in service of of healing this, you know, collective these collective wounds that are now very present and very real, just begging for us to to give them the attention that they deserve to heal those wounds, and and create something better.
0: Mm-hmm. I love how you say that all the information lies within. And Mm. so there has to be a quietness to listen to that in each of us. What is the feeling when you're allowing and being
1: compared to just constantly doing? Oh, I love that question. There, like you mentioned, it takes a stillness. Mm. And when we're in that still place and we're accessing our clarity, there's a confidence. There's a confidence that we don't have when we feel like we're looking in all different directions because there's chaos in our life. There's a a rootedness, that stillness that helps us to perceive how strong we truly are, how resourceful we truly are, and to bring those resources to bear in any given moment. The more we're in our present moment and we're rooted in that truth and we're connected to that massive, wise part of us the more we can move with absolute intention and so to me it feels strong it feels confident it feels aware more broadly than i typically would be if i was just focused on the doing part of things i can see a bigger picture i can see the pattern at play i can i can see that i don't have to effort so hard Because the energetic component of being and allowing my being to embody that soul self, allowing your being, is in itself the power. That That is it. I don't have to create it. I am it. And so there's just such a relief in that, that what I'm called to do is to be the best me that I can be in this moment, and and nothing beyond that. Mm -hmm. What a relief, hey?
0: And it takes some practice, doesn't it? Like you need to practice absolutely. it and then see what happens. And then you gain confidence as you feel that stillness and strength.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I call that um, still point practice. And so um, definitely meditation is a gateway uh, in order to to do that. But um, when we find that still point within us, there are different ways that that we can expand that for ourselves. And if you're someone who does visualize and when in your imagination you see pictures, not everyone does, but if you're someone who does, you might imagine that being a place and you might imagine there being like a structure, a building, rooms, or maybe you're in nature, you're just in a beautiful spot. You might imagine this place that you go um, be a place where you can visit with those that higher guidance, which is yourself, but you can interact with it, right? In a personal way there Um, when you are projecting it outside of yourself, which is, you know, honestly what we're doing here, right? (laughs) In this 3D world, um, we're all like projecting a piece of our soul here so that we can interact through these dramas and create new things and realize who we are in different ways, right? But if we, if you, you use a tool of visualization in that space, you can access that wisdom, perceiving it as your own teachers, right? Your own guide team that, that if you're, when you're quiet and you're still in that space will bring forward these nuggets of wisdom that are timed perfectly for you, giving you like insight into decisions that you're making insight into relationships where things feel challenging insights into, you know, the next iteration of you and what's coming into perspective for you, bringing questions there, bringing, you know, challenges there, bringing um, anything that you want to tease apart and work on there. Why does this pattern keep repeating in my life? Bringing it right there and you'll access that wisdom in a different way. And it gives, it can give us so much confidence in the fact that that's always available to us. And, and while it seems simple and it's so profound that we can, when we quiet and, and turn inward and visit this, this inner space, which is broader than anything we could possibly imagine or put words around that everything is available to us right there. Everything is available. And what's beautiful is. This framework, Align, Allow, Be, um, that has been personal to me and that I teach to, to others through my podcasts and coaching clients, like perfectly lays down like a, like, you, you remember those old um, biology books that you crack open in the middle of them and they have all the layers of the body you can lay down the bones and the nervous system and you know the yeah. organs and all that kind of stuff so like one of those cellophane sheets lays down perfectly on the 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 um, processes and stages of alchemy and and there are three main stages and seven processes from awakening to full like enlightenment is a word that we would use um being fully conscious Tracy, you know being. I,
0: love, I love the word alchemy just mm. give us the definition of alchemy and then go on and what you're describing
1: yeah yeah so alchemy is becoming the essence it's about embodying your highest form. Alchemy is just like the mystery religions back way before Christianity was born, which I would argue at one point Christianity was, but the mystery religions had this outer mystery, this story that was accessible to the masses and an inner mystery, which told those who were dedicated to the study and the practice of it, what the allegory actually meant. And so the allegory of alchemy is turning lead into gold, but the processes are actually spiritual awakening and refining ourself from our ego self to our soul self. And so so there's this beautiful system that already exists, but it's kind of fallen out of practice. It's fallen out of conscious awareness um, that that is actually essentially the same that i was accessing with modern words and so it's just another way of of showcasing how everything is available if we are just quiet enough to go into that still point space and reach into our own healing releasing jettisoning all of the the bs that we've been holding on to and and allowing for for our own being to emerge and and be part of our lived experience and relationship with others. But yeah, what else do you wanna know about alchemy? Cause we can, mm, we can get into that.
0: Yeah, well, like you say, it's all about transformation. And I love how you say letting go of the BS because there is so <laughs> much BS programming that is not, has nothing to do with who we really are. Absolutely, and absolutely. Yeah, just to realize that is transformational.
1: <laughs> It is. And it's the first two stages of alchemy are all about examining those things. All about, it's like taking an inventory of of all of our belief structures, of all of the ways we've been trying to be and perform and, and see and just like burn it down. <laughs> pare everything down to its absolute essence and make a decision. Is this for me or is this not for me? Yeah, And that's, that's a framework to take into every single thing that you do. Like as you're selecting your new spiritual practices or your new practices, whether you label them spiritual or not, try things out. Is this for me or is this not for me? It doesn't mean it's bad necessarily. We don't have to put judgment on it, but becoming practiced in considering everything, every component of our lives and asking that question, is this for me? Is this not for me? Is really what the first two stages of alchemy are all about. And there's so much healing in that because so much is revealed in all of the ways that we've been programmed and all of the things that we have accepted are us that really aren't, that we can really say goodbye to. And what freedom and relief is in that because it makes room for so much more. Yeah.
0: And is there an element of fire, like you say, burning it off in alchemy?
1: (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah. The first stage in the old con- you know constructive alchemy is called calcination and we think from a chemistry point of view that's about setting fire to everything. That's the dumpster fire and seeing what remains. And then what remains, the next stage in alchemy is dissolution. And so that's when we add a solution to that. We add some new thoughts, some new ideas, some new practices and we really try to distill what is for us versus what we're going to release versus what we no longer need versus um, what is mm, just not a part of this pathway moving forward, right? What's not al- in alignment with who we are. So those are the align phases of alchemy, burning down all of the things that don't belong to us and distilling to the very essence of of who we know that kernel that we know is authentic aligning with that so that we can move on to the other stages which really are about filtering some more what do we want who do we want to be versus what we're letting go, but more so now focusing on on healing, on, on focusing on that ego self that wants to be in the driver's seat, but we're like, mm, maybe sit in the back seat now <laughs> because you're not who I am. And I know ego self, you want to keep me safe. You've been so good at that. You've been so good at it that I've been afraid to be myself. Now we're going to just, you're going to like sit in the back. I'm going to be in the driver's seat and I'm going to explore all of the ways I can become more of who I am. So do you just say, Shh, ego self? <laughs> Essentially, I mean, all of the different ways of realizing it's the ego talking, right? Yeah. And, and asking, okay, ego, what you're saying here, I understand you're trying to keep me safe, but is that true? That doomsday scenario that you're saying is going to unfold in this relationship? All of these conversations I'm having in my head before I even talk to the person that I feel might have. You know, a beef with me, maybe they even don't. Is this true? Yeah. Um, and then just like in your nervous system, in your body, just feeling into um like what is actually the truth here and 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 understanding that our body is a beautiful part of our intelligence system and that emotions are data and our ego has kind of tamped down. Our emotions and not let us feel safe feeling them, sit in the vulnerability of, of what that data is telling us and, and how it can inform us. Um, there's a lot of, of healing processing in that. But yeah, we gotta we gotta learn how to talk to our ego so that it can be right-sized in our life.
0: Yeah, and discerning, because if we dwell on those thoughts that come from fear then that's its energy, right? So we're creating that. So just to quiet it so that something else can reveal itself.
1: That is so powerful and is a really profound part of one's healing and awakening journey, that discernment. Um, I've been calling it, you know, finding your capital T truth, but discernment is like a prominent problem that we're encountering right now is that people who have been indoctrinated in, into systems don't know how to connect with their discernment because they've given the power of discernment to someone external to them. Mm-hmm. And so they're in our healing journey. Reclaiming discernment is a huge part of it. And and like, wow, like when we do, um, it just allows us, just such a a deeper and more profound confidence in stepping out into the world as as who we truly are.
0: Yeah. And it goes right back to what you first talked about. Looking for problem solving outside of ourselves and giving that Mm. power away to someone else is the key. Once you get that that's what we've been doing, then you know you have to
1: find the other path. Right. And especially for your female listeners, women, non-binary folks, people who were born in a female body have been programmed to believe that we are not powerful people, that we rely on others for our safety, for resources, that we, we don't have access to the same level of power that that male counterparts do. Even though there's we we've got feminism, we've got the, you know, equal rights movement and, you know, people talk about that, but in those indoctrination structures that doesn't really exist, we're told we are not powerful. And so to come out of those structures in in the realization that, you know what? I am an incredibly wise and resourceful being. It gives you a platform to create something new for yourself. I'm amazed by how that realization has allowed me to create the life that I'm living right now. And and there is so much more. There is so much more I want to do and be, but that is such a powerful realization that, yeah, you are a powerful and resourceful being. You you are connected to all wisdom. You are expansive. Dilate a little bit wider. And allow that to flow through you. It's available. It's available to you.
0: And yeah, what you said is so true that women we have a little more to work through because men hear that they're powerful right from the very beginning. Exactly. We have a little bit more to unravel before we get there. Mm-hmm. So is this what you're talking about is all about crafting your own personal spirituality?
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, in my evolution, I'm not a joiner anymore of dogma structures, theology structures, we want to call it religion. Um, because we can access truth within ourselves. and and all of these systems want to externalize truth, want to externalize power and control, control stru- structures and that feels dangerous to me um and it disempowers us as creator beings which we all are and so when we are on this healing journey we have choices of how we want to how we want to unfold this beautiful becoming journey and you don't have to adhere to a particular way a particular, you know, pre-established path to do that. You are able to carve your own path and at the same time find community. There is a huge conversation around mastery right now. And this is a conversation that's been coming back around for a long time, but now it's in the the forefront of the spiritual path conversation, self-mastery. There's a huge community around Defining your way of being. There's huge support for choosing what feels in alignment with where you are and where you're healing and growing and becoming. You don't have to join, you don't have to be a joiner of um, a dogma in order to find that anymore because so many people are awakening. I mean, you can listen to podcasts like this and just receive so much encouragement and so much inspiration for, for your journey. Um, we are conditioned to believe that we have to be joiners in order to find a meaningful path in our life and the fact is we already belong to it because we're already these expensive amazing beings we just haven't accessed that and so that's why i'm with you about the master self mastery journey about connecting with that soul self perspective and living that out in our day to day because we're already connected to everything we need um, to live an amazing and beautiful life um, despite the contrast that we see in the world we're able to co-create something better for ourselves our family our community the greater Collective without having to um give up our 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 entire being and and power and control to these external structures that really aren't meant for us us <laughs> they're meant to retain power and um so that that in itself is a multi-level awakening just examining the structures that that surround us that we live within um and it's not something we're going to be able to change overnight but when you we realize how powerful we actually are then we can take steps toward that that new co-created reality yeah and the interesting thing
0: is when we look outside ourselves and we get put in the box, then we're unable to become what you're saying, this powerful c- creator. But when we become that, there is no box. And then we become connected to all like, it's just it's so crazy. <laughs> that right there, that right there. <laughs> Mic drop.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's, it's paradoxical.
1: <laughs> it does feel that way. Mm.
0: Mm, Thank you so much, Tracy. I mean, what you gave us today is just so empowering and helps us move on that path to mastery in such a powerful, big leap way that I'm just so grateful for the conversation. Thank
1: you so much. Well, this has been beautiful. Thank you, Jane, and for all that you do. Thank you, Tracy. And how do people find more of you, more of what you're teaching? Yeah, you can connect with me um, at grittymystic.com. Gritty Mystic is a podcast and also um, a way you can get connected with my coaching. I hang out on the Instagram. I'm also on TikTok and threads. So yeah, let's connect. Awesome. I'll put that in all the show notes. If you've enjoyed the information
0: in this episode, share it with someone you care about and know will benefit. There's one thing for certain, meltdowns are inevitable. Let's move into mastery together. In the show notes, you'll find my link tray, which has links to many of the most popular platforms. You'll also find links to connect to the featured guest webpage and social media. Thanks again for being committed to mastery. Change in this world really starts within each of us.